What up, y'all? Episode one, fresh out the gates. So we'll just start off by just sharing a little bit about our story. It's myself here, Troy Fontana. I have Blair and my friend Jesse, a.k.a. J. Patty, who I've known for a long time. And uh, I'll pitch it to them in a second, let them explain themselves. But uh, Jesse and I have known each other for, I'm guessing, almost 20 years. 21. Damn near. Look at that. And then Blair and I... Um, Blair and I's relationship, it's like when you find a long-lost soul companion and there's an instant connection. And it's like you're just picking up where you left off, maybe in a previous life, who knows. But uh, we have a beautiful relationship, and she does beautiful work as well. Again, I'll let her explain that to you. But um, it's just an honor to be with you on this journey, and it's an honor to be here with the three of you guys. And our intention with this is just to share um, almost like an offering you know, with the work we do, a lot of people want to integrate the process of their growth, their healing, and we just want to have more resources for people to do that. So um, I think I'll, I'll hand it to you, Blair, and if you want to ask your question or whatever, we'll go yeah, from there. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I, I love the point that you brought up around why we're even recording. Yeah. And in the work that both of us do, it's been shared and reflected back that there was a, a desire to have the opportunity to listen to it again. And you and I, any time that we're holding space together, whether in the physical or over the phone or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, beautiful conversations just continue to unfold. And so to have a documentation of that feels really special. Yeah. And a full honoring of all that you shared around the soul connection that's in place. And how we found ourselves even in this moment of co-creation and the epic journeys that we have both walked um, throughout this life to get to this point Mm. is something that I'm excited to dive into today because I always love hearing about your specific journey and I pull little nuggets of wisdom each time Mm. we dive into those travels. So yeah, just excited to, to dive into all of that and at some point share a little bit about what we do and what we're called to do in this experience as being of service to Mm. the healing and community. And so, yeah, just the natural evolution of the conversation, the storytelling archetype, right? Mm, Perfect. Perfect. Well, do you maybe want to share a little bit about your journey and kind of what you do, what your offering is, right? And what led you to this point? Yeah. uh, Wow. What led me to this point? Currently, I am a shamanic journey guide for deep shadow work, healing experiences around trauma, uh, PTSD, pain of deeply, deeply rooted pain, uh, and as well as tattooing. I'm a tattoo artist. And so the bridge of art and healing is quite remarkable. And whether that's music, photography, body work, whatever it may be, that creative energy has a way of merging with the pain body mm. and touching it differently, which allows us as the, the human being in the earth body to explore that differently. And when those sessions happen during a tattoo, it's equally as potent. Mm-hmm. And someone is honoring a journey that they've been on through the marking of their body and trusting me to do that with deep integrity mm. and honor, which 100%. Uh, so I could go back and do the whole life journey, but really it starts about, we're coming up on six years. On St. Patrick's Day, it'll be six years. Um, my husband at the time, he chose to stop living on St. Patrick's Day. He was a Marine Corps veteran and was navigating through a lot of inner darkness, I mean suffering in silence, Mm -hmm. like so many who choose to complete suicide do. And so the the healing really started there. I had been a spiritual person my whole life, but grew up really rooted in the church and so had a lot of unpacking to do around some limiting beliefs there. Uh, But really just when that portal of incredible grief opened up, it was something 
that was completely out of my awareness at the time, but exactly the medicine that I needed because six years later, now in this moment, what I'm able to offer is a space for people to come heal in their own authentic way because there's a safety of knowing that they're with a guide who's been there and I had the freedom to grieve in the way that I felt called to grieve and heal and it looks different for everyone and there's no prescription to it. It's um, being able to feel safe and held and witnessed in the journey of going into the darkness and so that's what I do now but it's been six years to prepare to get to that point of deep deep work for holding space for others because we're not talking about you know a massage we're talking about opening up pain and if we cut that off too soon we leave someone in deeper grief than they came to us and so yeah six years of um deep journeying a part of that was as a, an apprentice for a shaman and uh, also an apprentice for a tattoo artist and so the lineage work there is so profound for me um, storytelling and and the art of passing down a craft that can really only be spoken about there's no textbook for shamanism and there's no textbook for tattooing I mean now with the internet I guess everything's a textbook <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, that's a little bit. I mean, I'm sure yeah. we'll unpack into so many details as we go forward. But, yeah. Well, that's beautiful because what, you know, what you're relating as well is the greatest gift we have to offer is the journey we travel ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through our time together and knowing you, you offer such potent medicine because you've tra- traveled through your own shadow, your own darkness right Mm -hmm. and when you do that it's not coming from the textbook right it's not coming from the internet and it's very potent medicine at that point Mm -hmm. and you know not that those things um you know like the lineage and learning from others for me i feel like that's sharpening the sword but they don't make the sword right yeah and i felt called to explore i mean the relationship that I have with the darker waters of this earth experience, I have absolutely fallen in love with. Mm. I see the the darker aspects of life purely as the balancing mechanism for all of the, the light energy that's present. And for so long, the dark energies have been given a, a role to be kept in the closet or in the in the corners of consciousness or something to be eliminated or feared or really oppressed or Mm -hmm. and so to enter into that space from a energetic signature of curiosity releasing the idea that pain is bad and welcoming in a perspective that pain is another expression of this life and we are we are energetic beings who chose to explore earth school and to do that we're in a physical temple that feels the full spectrum of the emotional journey and to completely cut off half of the spectrum because it gets into darker energies. Uh, We gave so much of our power away when we chose to shut that door on that part of ourselves. Um, And that really can open up a conversation around consumerism, capitalism, and all the things that keep us in this space of wanting to keep those things Uh, separate from self because so long as we reject that we're rejecting an aspect of self and as long as we're rejecting an aspect of self we're going to constantly be looking for something outside of ourselves to fill that void it's there it just wants to get to know us and once we do motherfucker the power that is felt within the self when we return to a whole being oh it's potent and that's the point of, of why I guide the journeys that I guide to show that the fear is not something to be silenced it has a purpose it has medicine it's an incredible teacher Mm. i love um something that really stands out in that is that you we choose this earth journey right because you know just that idea and understanding takes us away from victimhood 
right? And so many people, including myself, and I'll share a little bit, but lived in that space of victimhood. Like everything was happening to me instead of for me. And once I switched that whole narrative, now things happen for me. The good and the bad, quotes, right? The good and the bad. And I can sit with the challenges and I can hold them and go, what is this here to teach me? Like I chose this journey. I want to expand. Like I'm, I'm growing, I'm moving. And after death on this earth, I will continue to move. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I believe in it, some form of continuance. And right now I'm here to dig deep and get it all out and uncover, unpack, discover what's here for me. Why did I choose this journey? Right. And so therefore a lot of our expansion and growth is a remembrance to your point, right? Like we're already whole. But it's the stuff that gets put on us, society, religion, cultures, parents, environments, different things, different narratives we pick up, right, that then encapsulate us and we create that victim mentality because we're carrying the weight of all those things, right? All those ideologies and all those boxes of rights and wrongs, yeses and nos, should have, should have done this, should have done that, shouldn't be this person, bullshit to all of it, right? Like... No, like I'm just, dude, I'm a human here just trying to figure this shit out one step at a time, right? And, um, yeah. How's how's that sitting? Jesse's our, our eye in the sky here making sure. I'm just being a little moderator of this. <laughs> we, we rolling all right? We're doing all right. Okay. Um, I'll ask you this first. Okay. Is acknowledging... A very simple principle of this is acknowledging pain, correct? Yeah. Just being and being able to feel the pain. Yeah. Well, I think even just the acknowledgement of it is a great first step. So you acknowledge the pain first and then almost embrace the feel. Mm -hmm. So how do you not have a victim's mentality Mm. when you embrace the pain like that? Beautiful, beautiful question. Perfect, brother. Because there's, you know, medicine for you in it, meaning that there's something to offer in it. And that's so hard when you're in those spaces, right? You know, Blair talking about what you went through, you know, the pain that I've suffered through. Like, in those moments, if you told me that, I'd be like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean this is here to teach me? Like, I want out of this whole charade, right? But... And those are those extreme type of moments, right? But even in the small minutia, you know, if when we sit with those things, there's a lesson for us. There's a lesson that's deep down inside of us that's a story, that's a program, that's an idea, that's a construct that's telling you this is bad, which leads to more suffering and leads further from yourself and ultimately can perpetuate even more of that pain and suffering. And so, you know, like... When we sit with it, we unpack it, we discover deeper parts of ourselves and who we truly are. We free ourselves, we liberate ourselves. And, you know, I know that a lot of the stuff that buried me for so long, and I can get into more specifics later, but a lot of those things now I stand on top of and I'm grateful for them. They are what gives me power and strength. And they're what gives me range, right? Because I've been through shit. And so when you come to me with your stuff, I'm like, yeah. You know, I don't tell I don't need to put mine in your face but i'm like yeah i get it like i I feel that pain i relate you know what i mean yeah i wanted to give up too you know what i mean but look we're gonna sit with it we're gonna work through it and it's gonna be your strength as well yeah and i think that really taking pause long enough to really sit with what does victim even mean and so again personal journey personal reflection as a journey guide we bring up different perspectives to sit with. There's really no proper path mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. space of healing. And so for me, victim always began to come through when I just found myself ruminating over the action that caused the pain. And it's just getting lost in that moment as though it was just a vortex of chaos in the mind and how everything felt I felt powerless inside of everything and I had given all of my power away to that story Mm. and so 
victim is not to say that there are things out of our control that take us into a deep, deep level of pain. And welcoming in the perspective that even though this thing was outside of my control, my soul still encountered it. So there must be something here that I can take from it so that it's not a wash. If I don't do the deeper work to excavate, what is it that was in this experience that my soul needed to encounter? Because that's just medicine that I can bring into my medicine bag on my journey back to wholeness, back to oneness. And then everything that Troy just shared really comes after that. There's so much purpose that can be found in our pain. Mm -hmm. And rarely in this life have I ever found that gritty part of who I am in really blissful times. I found out who the fuck I was when shit was dark. Mm. And I, that's why I fell in love with it. Um, and I, I can dance in that space now and not from a space of minimizing it or bypassing it, mm. but from this space of there's so much beauty to be found in the darker waters. It gives depth. It gives context. It gives just this fierce side of self that says I can go into any moment in the future knowing who I am and how I'm going to greet it because I've been through so much. Nothing can take me from my truth. And when I can greet each moment in that mindset humbly, right, it could very easily slip into a harmful mindset. But that's why we do shadow work. Yeah. So that we can greet each moment with confidence that no matter what happens, I'm going to greet it in a space of love, uh, regardless of how hard and painful it is. So is it a good way to look at this as saying, no matter how negative the instance of your life, no matter how negative it is, no matter how severe it is, if you're able to look at it, it takes away the term of victim. A hundred percent, because the awareness around it is what reclaims your power from it. If if our pain is just acting out in the, the back closets and doorways of our minds, unconsciously projecting our bullshit onto everybody that we encounter, it has all the power. The, the act of awareness, and not even necessarily starting to unpack it, but just the awareness that that's a really delicate part of who I am, allows me to show up differently to experiences where I can then begin to witness trigger moments that ignite that wounding. And it's in that magical space that as I continue to do the work, those triggers and my response to them becomes more neutral. And that's how we know the healing is integrating because what once was a really intense trigger no longer is. And that's a remarkable moment in time when you have that first moment of, wow, like the work works as cheesy and crazy as it can sound sometimes. I remember thinking like, oh my God, all the fucking cliches, they're true. I feel like such an idiot. Like (laughs) had I just Mm -hmm. read the damn cliche book, I'd be fine. (laughs) I'd be coasting. (laughs) I'd have no job. I'd have nothing to do, but. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, so many good points there. Yeah, you're right. But the difference from the cliche to doing the work is it becomes a felt experience, right? And, you know, something I share with the people I work with is like I can, you know, the example I use is like, uh, because it's a cliche, right? Um, We're all connected, right? And so if I told you that, you would intellectualize that. But when you have an experience where you feel that, right, where there's a deep feeling and resonation with it, completely different and that's going to sit with you that's going to stick with you because it becomes embodied right and then you feel it from an energetic standpoint right like literally you are an energetic being and the energies within your body your nervous system communicate to you and um you know we're going to get into this more in detail over future episodes but you know understanding our whole body system and our nervous system and how to integrate all of that so you can be a full felt sensational being like you're supposed to be mm. right but when we get cut off from those parts of ourselves when we go through the journey and we experience pain and suffering and we start to close in and create a box around ourselves 
And then we encapsulate ourselves because we don't want to step back out there and re-experience it. And, you know, the unfortunate thing for much of our society is people don't have the tools, the awareness or guidance to understand that they can navigate that path again. And what it becomes is, um, you know, like uh, Plato's allegory of the cave or Joseph Campbell's hero journey, which is basically Star Wars, right? (laughs) Like you go through your life experience, you get beat up, right? Darth Vader cuts off your hand and you're ready to quit. And then you find Yoda. You know, when you go back and, <laughs> you know, you get the wisdom, right? Yep. And then you re-enter life again, you know? And, uh, I and guess it's a trip when you think about how all that shit's like an internal journey. Yes, right? absolutely. Like the external experience is a mirrored image of the inner landscapes of self oftentimes. And also, I think I would like to share that this, all that I'm sharing is purely my own belief system yeah and uh never the intention to put that onto anyone and i think that that's why i really love having conversations with you is because we vibrate on a similar frequency when it comes to how we experience this world yeah and uh this journey through life and so while you know i'm pretty woo like i'm mystic i'm i play in the mythic a lot yeah. you know we journey into those dimensions frequently and what we're sharing is simply what works in our life and yeah. how we've stepped into the space where it's an interesting transition when you feel the call to journey from student to teacher yeah. and how even while in that teacher archetype we're also students and there's travelers who are just embarking that we can support. And then there's travelers who have been journeying long before us that continue to support. And so, yeah, I just don't want to turn anybody off to think that we're now kind of, yeah, this is purely just time to reflect and and share from ourselves. And yeah, we're still very much so on our journey on the ride over here. Both of us were talking (laughs) about, our own, you know, <laughs> triggers coming up and yeah. how we're working through stuff. In the last two weeks, I've been, like, just digging through and unpacking just narratives. And they see, again, they might seem small, but it's, like, these little triggers that we still experience and will continue to, but we're just removing those charges one by one as they come. That's all. We're just, we've just, uh, we're at a spot in life, you know, where we're coming out of that cave, right? Where We're on the, you know the path back to expansion. And this time we're looking at it from a more aware perspective. And that's, um, it's our own journey in that. Well, I think it's so so beautiful that you bring up the cave because there's a part of the cave that is so necessary. Absolutely. So much of the healing that I have explored originally was taking place in that space of isolation and solitude for a few different reasons, but that's how it began for me. And then stepping into community and continuing to heal for a different reason or a similar reason, but with a different courage to be seen. Yeah. Um, when we're witnessed in our pain, it's profound. Yeah. Uh, well, can be if we're held in that space of, I see you, let's dive in. So just by sitting in the room in here, and picking up just the conversation between you two. Yeah. You guys are now titling yourself as teachers. Mm. And it feels, it feels like it's just a matter of confidence now that you've went so long within the process and it's just a pure, I've practiced this for five, six years. Mm-hmm. And to be, to take the role as you are, it's a very just a confident now practice that you do that you don't sell on anyone. Mm. Yeah. But you just say, like you said, it just worked for me. Mm-hmm. And that just that aura is probably what attracts people to what you guys teach. Mm. Well, thanks for picking up on that. And I would say that always the student mm. for sure, first and foremost. And, uh, you know, for me, I know that I, what, kind of happened is same thing with Blair I had to sit in that cave for years and I was like 
just deep diving and unpacking and doing a whole lot of freaking work, isolated, heavy lifting, you know, sitting with my anxiety, realizing how long I've actually had deep, powerful anxiety and fear and all the stuff that's around it and just so much just shit, right? And then getting to a point in that journey where I had healed so much that I could not help but share with others. And it doesn't mean it's for everybody, right? But there's a lot of people who are on a similar path that just need a light, you know what I mean? And that's how I view myself is just I'm bringing my light now to the world as an offering because I want to reduce suffering because I suffered a lot and I don't want you to feel it, right? And if I can ease that a little bit, that that's that does it for me, right? Yeah, and I think that the the opportunity to release suffering as something that we're fated to experience, yeah. right? The idea that suffering is chosen and pain is pain is a part of the earth journey. It's the balancing of love. It's the it has to be present in earth school. Um, and that's why it's so beautiful to be able to engage it because it isn't something that's here to harm us. But we've been taught that pain is hurtful and we shouldn't feel that and we should do everything in our power to not feel that. Pain is the thing that takes us into presence. For me, I have been, I have been the most present and the most aware when I've been in the most pain because I'm, everything is alive everything is on point for survival and there's that moment of do I have it in me to navigate this only I can see myself through this and that's what it's so beautiful about being a journey guide is witnessing the moment that a client harnesses their power and their courage to go in that moment of surrender and acceptance and the the desire and the belief that healing is possible, that they can hit that moment of, I'm about to open everything back up. Um, the thing is, is suffering, both of the journeys, both of these portals, the journey of suffering and the journey of pain, take us into a deeper aspect of self. Suffering will always keep us in the pain, whereas the healing work around pain can feel more intense as we go into that portal because we've done such a good job of keeping ourselves safe from the pain that it can feel more intense and that's why people step away from the healing work and they choose the suffering because it's familiar and comfortable. Uh, No fault to that, but it's very natural. And the thing is, is when we can release the suffering and we can be in the pain, the healing takes place in that that kind of that that dagger in the in the in the belly begins to just move itself but we can't rush the process mm-hmm. and that's the hard part is being able to be in the fire long enough to get the wisdom yeah i um yeah i can relate to that in my own journey how i remember this like visual that came to me and this was when i was i was coming out of my suffering right and I looked at my life and kind of what was shown to me was like, you've built like an okay life, right? And, you know, but what it was shown to me was like building a house out of like sticks and straw and stuff. It was like, you built the house, you know what I mean? Like, but what that meant to me and what I felt in that moment was like, I had built it in a way that kept me safe, right? Like I didn't have to do certain things and that felt good. I didn't have to do this. That felt good as well. You know, I could only, um, I would only do certain, you know, put myself out there in a way that felt comfortable. I would only connect with people that didn't rub into my healing or my wounding. Right. And so it showed me like, yeah, you, you, like you got a life, but look at it, dude. It's like this, like, you know, it's the breadcrumbs version. Right. I was like, oh shit, dude. All right. Like, I got to go out. I got to go out of the cave, right? Back to that analogy, right? And and in doing that, there we go. There starts, you're, you resurface or you come across many of those triggers, different scenarios, different peoples, different situations. But you're expanding and the soul, your deep down self wants to expand. 
And when I was in that twig house, I was happy, but I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't on purpose. I wasn't on fire, right? And that's still being in that, you know, the ego construct of self, right? Because I'm preserving that in a way. So I don't get wounded. I don't feel pain. And as I could start to break out of that, yeah, I came across discomfort. I remember getting triggered not even that long ago. And like so bad, I got so stressed, I got a cold sore. I was like, damn, dude. And to you or anybody else, it'd be like very simple, you know, probably sounding. But it was a very specific thing to something very powerful in my past that was a, you know, emotional, traumatic moment, right? And it reflected that to me. But I was out of the cave. And I'm like, all right, you know, sit with it. What's this unpacking here? And in this moment, I reclaimed my power. Where in the past, I'd given away my power in that similar situation. And then also realizing this is a different person, different scenario. It's all good. You know what I mean? Right? I'm not where I was then. I'm not who I was then. And so as we do that, we start to create our own reality. Right? And when we're not doing that, we're creating a reality based out of our fears, out of our past. And it's a protective, you know, mechanism. And it's not our in my opinion, again, right, our ideal, right, actualized self-growth and expansive, which is true, it's, it's our human nature, we want to do that, right, but by having the tools, by being able to sit with it, by building the support system, by building the community around you, which all may seem difficult at times, but by doing that, it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger, because you see it, it works. Like you said earlier, you realize like, holy shit, like I moved through that. You know what I mean? And you feel that like, damn, like I'm standing on top of that now. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, yeah. And it's a process. Can't rush it. Well, yeah. And I, th- I think that what has been such a beautiful shift a lot there, you know, there's moments that mark life where it kind of feels like I'm going to remember that one. Uh, and for me, I can remember just when that shift took place that um, I totally lost my train of thought. But so Just good. talk it out. I know. I'm not even stoned yet. <laughs> um, that's only for that's the future. The yeah. yeah <laughs> future episode. Can't yeah, do that on, you can't do that on episode one. <laughs> yeah, dude. You got to work out those nerves. Uh, yeah. There, I got to earn that. Okay, <laughs> fine. Well, there's people who say you should do it on episode one and, <laughs> yeah. let, and let it flow. Yeah, I'll show you who I really am. <laughs> I mean, it's all about truth, right? Yeah, that's right. And look, on that on that note, we are going to talk about how plant medicines have, mm. you know, played a role in our journey, mm-hmm, right? Most definitely. Yeah, because they very much so have. And even that is breaking constructs and narratives. You know, I held so much fear around, like, even cannabis. Like, oh, it's a gateway drug. Oh, it's like gonna make me lazy well freaking probably the furthest thing from that you know and going into that yeah can you treat it different which dictates the way you think about it so say early in life as a 18 year old and you're using cannabis for recreation yes it really is a gateway drug because of the perspective of it so yeah i mean that's a good point i think for me the person is the person, right? So if, like, oh, it makes me lazy, I'm already in that state, right? And we could unpack that. I mean, because they're probably holding trauma, I would say. They're probably in a frozen or a flight state. Their nervous system's dysregulated, you know what I mean? And so we can bring them back into a more regulated space where they have, ultimately, I guess, the biggest key with all that stuff is going to be awareness, right? Well, yeah, and and we can use anything to bypass touching our pain, whether it's work, plant medicines, work, working out, sex, Mm -hmm. drugs, rock and roll, all of it, Mm -hmm. anything that takes us out of feeling the feeling of whatever. uh, Anything that numbs. Totally. That's right. 100%. cell phone. 100%. I'm a huge fan of recreational um, plant medicine use, and I'm a huge fan of ceremonial... Uh, use as well and I think that the intention is what creates the experience especially with something like psilocybin which I guide a lot of journeys for um, and it's a magnifier it's Mm -hmm. gonna magnify 
whatever it is we're sitting with. And if that's a space of bliss and expansion, we're going to, we're going to really magnify that. And it's a space of shadow and pain that will get magnified and it will be felt incredibly deeply and expansively. And, but it's sacred. It's sacred. Uh, and so so it still has a therapeutic effect. Yeah, and that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about the therapeutic effect of yeah. the intensity on either side. On either side, yeah, most definitely. And I think that we can use it recreationally as well uh, with really beautiful intention. And the setting that we choose to engage the medicine with, whether that's outside in nature and just exploring the natural melody of life or on my couch in deep journey with headphones on, listening to some music that I can feel vibrating throughout my entire being, either and all experiences are profound. Uh, I think it just is the, again, the intention behind it. And we wake up when we wake up. There was a time in my life where I was calling cannabis weed and I was getting high. Uh, And no fault to that language or that way of speaking of the medicine where I am now the medicine is something that takes me into deeper spaces within myself. And so because it's a part of the medicine bag, I have really returned to the connection that it has with earth and, and then the connection that that has with me and, you know, using its proper name feels honoring and uh, we're journeying when we're on the medicine, we are on a journey yeah, I think uh, exactly how I see that intention, mm-hmm. right? Going into it, understanding that they're sacred. Well, yeah, and it's not right. the med- right. Like the intention is, it's so beautiful. The medicine takes us into a level of consciousness that's hard to get into without it, but yeah. we can get there. Yeah, we can we can journey with breath work or different meditative states, uh, cold plunge, anything that really can enhance the system's experience. We don't need psychedelics or plant medicines to get to those places. It's nice to have a quick entry in, uh, but it's incredibly remarkable when you can enter into that space free of substance of any kind uh, and really play and, and, and have some fun there. I did my first year uh, as a shaman's apprentice, I did completely sober of all substance uh, just to be able to see what really can the body do. And my mother told me when I was a really, you know, in the thick of it, but also from a pretty young age, that the veil is as thin as our doubt. So if we believe our consciousness crafts our experience and our beliefs craft our experience, and if we're going to be in that space of engagement with the energetics of life, how how much can I dissolve this doubt? that I hold. Uh, and then why is it even there? Why, why is that? Why do I doubt, uh, the mythic or the, the mystical aspects of life, the things that we cannot see, uh, on like the, you know, the daily minute to minute mark, but you know, the universe is constantly giving us evidence of the inner balance of self and its sole purpose is to balance itself. And, uh, it's, it's remarkable when, when we can really tap into those energies. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's a good point about like, you can access those places, those states without plant medicine, right? Like we're going to rock out a breath work, huge group session tonight. And there's going to be people who for the first time in their life, see beyond the veil. And what I mean by that is the veil is just like uh, what you ordinarily think, see, feel, touch, taste, smell, right? It's going to crack them open. They're going to go, holy shit, like there's more to life and myself than I realized. And so having those experiences in your life can be incredibly insightful because it opens you up to whole new possibilities and a whole different way of seeing things. And, um, you know, specifically in these instances, stuff will come up. You'll see certain things about yourself, your life. And, you know, the, the analogy I use or the example I use is what will happen is you'll get shown the, a gross concept. And, you know, because the, these medicines, they don't, and the breath work, they don't heal you, right? You can, you are doing that. Your inner healer is doing that. 
Because what they're going to do is they're going to show you a window into yourself, into your life, and maybe something you're holding, right? Like maybe, you know, something comes up where you're like, damn, I'm hard on myself, too hard, right? And then your work is the integration part. So now how do I sit with this? How, where, where do I see and find that more? And that's when your meditation comes in, your stillness, your silence, right? The different ways you embody and sit with that start to come in. And that's all your work, you bringing that in. And what will happen is you'll go from the gross concept down to the minor details of it, right? And you'll start to see where it plays out in your day-to-day life and how hard you're on yourself when you showed up three minutes late to something, right? Or how hard you're on yourself when your homework assignment was a little bit late or, you know, whatever, the way you talked with people or how you weren't perfect in this situation. And you go, holy shit. Like, that little fucking thing is, like, it's it, it creates a prisoner. It's holding you down in life, right? And so that's what it means to cut the cords. You're like, dude, no more of this. Like, I don't want to feel that. And the beautiful thing is, one, you're not broken. Two, you don't even have to fix it. Just your understanding it, seeing it, feeling it, being aware of it is already creating movement in the other direction. You're already opening up. And so just sitting with those things, opening up to those things, and then you realize, damn, dude, if I do this more and more, like, I just become more and more free, free to be me, right? Well, yeah, and I think it's so beautiful when we can reflect over that uh, and holding space at the same time for the knowing that conceptually healing is really simple to understand. The doing of it is remarkably hard. It is one of, that's why so many don't or so many will exit this earth journey prematurely because it's so intense. And uh, I can remember, I find that the, the hardest part of my healing journey was the moment when I really had to choose to release the, the story about it all because I had had such a bond yeah. with this story. It was a massive part of my life and there were a lot of different energy experiences where I would release that story and energetically I would call it right back in. It just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to release it yet. And that's again, the healing journey is nonlinear and it takes as long as it takes and we can put so much more pressure on ourselves if we're attached to any kind of timeline. Uh, you know, the the natural laws of this earth experience are heavier down here in the third dimension. It's just it, the physical body takes longer to do the release work than the subtle body and the energetic body. And so to stay in, in the healing way day in and day out uh, and develop a practice around it, develop time, create a schedule that allows even for five minutes to just spend time connecting with self because the more we can fine tune and clean out that inner compass and that inner knowing of, of who we are, uh, we begin to follow that, that knowing, that inner guidance system, and we find ourselves choosing a loving way. And then we can begin that reframe too of releasing right and wrong and welcoming in. Is this coming from a space of love or is this coming from a space of unlove? And if it's coming from a space of unlove, why did I choose that? And that's because we've been able to release victim. Is why did I choose the unloving way? Why did I choose to cross my own boundary? If I'm in a situation where I think that I've been betrayed by another, that may be true. I also made choices along the way to put myself in a situation to be betrayed. So whether that's an expectation that I have around the betrayer that that they met or, you know, that they didn't meet of mine or whatever it is. So all of life begins to have such a reframe uh, and it's quite liberating. It's quite freeing because there really is when we're so anchored in our truth and, and, and who we are and what we came here to explore, it's really like, I am really hard to let down. I can't remember the last time I was like disappointed by someone in my life or feeling let down or betrayed. I can't. And I was talking to a friend the other day. I can't remember the last time I even got an argument like a really heated argument, like a fight, anything in the last, I'd say three years, three and a half years, yeah. No, okay, that's, that was bullshit. Three years, we'll call it a, <laughs> we'll call it three and a half years ago, there was some heated discussions <laughs> happening. Fuck. I'm, su- I'm super jealous. 
I get in an argument all the time. Heated. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I love really great discussion, and I love being in discussion where there's someone who's always playing the the opposer. I love that shit. I'm talking about like really aggressive, like cruel. Oh, okay. Yeah, like just really like where you're actually trying to hurt someone's yeah. like, or like being hurt by someone like i haven't had people lash out at me it's i don't know well it's a mirror into your because mm. we when we re we it's a reaction versus a responding when mm. we're in those states and so lose control yeah mm. when you have deep wounding you react you're so energetically charged already your nervous system is so out of balance and when that thing comes up it freaking hits and it hits hot and you can't even help it Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that, by seeing that, like I carry a lot of empathy around that with people. Like I get it sometimes like, damn, dude, like they're just hurting. You know what I mean? And as we release those triggers for ourselves, and then in our work, we do with others. Right. That starts to relax and calm down. And then they start to respond. And then we get to what's called communication, mm. right? Yeah. <laughs> like without the triggers. Way to get real technical. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't really hear what you just said. Could you say that again? <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> My part of the communication barrier was not there. Shut down. Yeah. Um, right. But th that's so that, again, going back to the power of just, you know, doing the work and being mm. in. Allowing yourself to be in process without judgment, just letting letting it all unfold, you know, and having grace when you do react and you look back, you're like, damn, like I really said that or I acted in that way, you know, and that's okay too. You're just human, right? And you're not perfect. Yeah, and I think that we can really create space for humor and healing too. I Absolutely. think that the universe is pretty funny and it's it's expression of <laughs> what we're here to mm -hmm. engage with. And so humor is something I'm super grateful for. Yeah. Uh, and I can get pretty dark with it for sure. Um, again, like my partner, he, he left Reno on the Ides of March. So March 15th, and then he completed suicide on St. Patrick's day two days later. So we had his uh, memorial on uh, April Fool's Day, <laughs> which <laughs> I mean, it w he would have dug it. Right. And I'm a funny, I am funny, regardless of what, you know, others may think. I find myself to be quite hilarious. And that's all that matters. Yes, it, it truly, truly <laughs> is. And the humor really helped me through some dark moments and not from a space of bypassing, yeah. but from a space of when I could see the humor in something, it actually softened the portal into the more painful parts of, of what I was. And I know that, that that's not for everyone. Uh, but sometimes I get clients that are really into the dark humor. And it like if someone was to just walk in on a session, it like, would be so weird <laughs> for them. <laughs> but we're just like really getting it. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, and even from a biological standpoint, laughter, it ignites the diaphragm. Mm. Right. And so you're you're moving energy when you do that. Like laughter is one of the best ways to get in your body. Mm -hmm. And so when we're going through hard stuff and challenging times, you know, making sure we have people that can remind us, you know, to laugh and loosen up. Right. And be in those situations, those scenarios, go out, let off the pressure a little bit. Like, you know, um, with even like my, you know, my hobby life, like being in sports and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and whatnot, there's a lot of people who are very disciplined in those areas. And so I find myself reminding them more and more, like after your tournament, your competition, your training, whatever, like go play, you know what I mean? Like take some time off, dude, like let it out, you know, because it's going to strengthen the other end. It's going to allow you to get back into that space. But if you're always just disciplined, pushing, going, grinding, my hand is raised because I've been there, like you'll just wear out eventually and you'll be sick of not only that thing, but most everything else, right? Well, yeah, and the... the beauty that is celebration and having a great time during challenging times so i mean even the last couple of years there were so many stories of some incredible shit happening for people but there was this self-guilt that they put on themselves to not celebrate that because there were others going through really challenging painful times and they didn't want to minimize that so they minimized their celebration of self and their experience which, I mean, it's equally as harmful it, to not be able to celebrate. Uh, and so there were so many moments where 
we were able to have those conversations of like, no, just because the world may be in a space of chaos doesn't mean that I need to be in a space of chaos. If I'm feeling, if I'm feeling good and I'm cruising and it's not to, again, minimize someone else's experience, Mm -hmm. but, and also I get to be in my fullest expression. And for six years, I was doing the deep fucking work. I'm still doing the deep fucking work. And if I happen to be in the happiest time of my life personally, when there are so many that are really in a space of challenge, chances are when I was in the darkest of dark six years ago, they were cruising. So it ebbs and flows. So all that to say, be in the moment with the emotion. If I'm feeling pain, I'm going to explore pain. If I'm feeling bliss, I'm going to explore that shit too. Because life is hard, man. (laughs) And we deserve to celebrate uh, and celebrate one another and show up for one another and... Uh, that may be an incredibly privileged thing to say, and I, I hold space for all of that as well. Uh, but again, we're just talking about our own personal journeys, and a part of that is is something to be celebrated because I think when we're on that precipice of saying, I have two choices, and to really feel into what that is, to be in that moment where my choices are life or death. Life becomes very simple, very fucking simple in that moment. Yeah. And... To come back and have chosen not just life, but to live and, ex- and like be vibrantly alive. I mean, that's no small potatoes. So um, I think we get to celebrate that shit. Right. And however we want to look at what the last two years has meant from an astrological perspective uh, and the timing of just us even recording this and yesterday being the exact moment where uh, Pluto was in the sky when we signed the Declaration of Independence. What that means is that we just hit our Pluto return. So for the first time, Pluto's back in the spot that it was. And the intention of that is to up all the upheaval, unearthing all of the darkness, the shadow, everything that has built up since we signed the Declaration of Independence as a nation is coming up for review. So it's not just our own healing that's taking place, but the collective is purging massive pain bodies over the last two years, whether we want to call that a pandemic or not um, on a global scale. um, It's the energetics of it is that all things shadow, hidden, taboo, and secret are being brought up for excavation. And that's just the astrological signature. You can't make that up. It's, It's where the planets are in the sky and we can map the sky going back thousands of years. And so, uh, yeah, it's when we take it into the mythic like that, we touch the pain differently because it's not it's not minimizing the, you know, what we've been going through for the last couple of years, but it's giving a different perspective to touch it. Cuz what is the what is the meaning of it for me? And is that something I still hold belief around or can I release that belief? It's a constant time of investigation and right now is the best time to be doing it. Because we're primed and supported by the universal signature to say it's okay to go in the dark. In fact, you have to. Because if we don't, all of the shadow is going to continue to project itself out there and it's just running wild. It's starving for attention and wants to get its attention. We can either give it to that and, and embody the shadow once again so it's not acting out in the back corners of consciousness or we can let it keep doing its thing and like, you know, here, you know, we have how many hundreds of condos that are just empty, yet people are freezing to death on the street. We're mixed up a bit. And the Pluto returns are bringing that to light. Anyway, that could be a whole different. I was just going to say, we can do an episode <laughs> just on this. <laughs> You'll just give me the mic. I'll take it home. I'll just record because I could talk for hours on that. Or, I mean, I really, this is a really comfortable spot, so maybe I'll just get a key and then I'll just. It's a code. I'll learn. Okay, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Cool. Um, Nice. Well, let's, maybe let's start to wrap up pretty soon. Um, You know, I'll just kind of, and we'll, I want to open up to you, see if you have any closing thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll just share briefly a lot of what um, has led me to this place is, being in that space of deep suffering to the point where I couldn't quite, I couldn't quite, I felt like I couldn't figure life out and was ready just to quit. Like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? And at that moment is probably when my healing journey began. 
forced into it, you know? And at that moment I was like, all right, I'm ready to do whatever the hell I got to do. I don't care, you know? And I had tried some traditional routes and, um, I was, so I was a little more open to trying some non-ordinary routes and I was able to work with plant medicines, work with the breath, um, work with some shamans and just a whole unfolding process after that. And so much more, you know, and getting to that space where the suffering in so many ways was gone, right? Not that I still don't go through moments and whatnot. And, um, but I realized that, you know, if I can create this from this inner journey, this can be shared with other people who are just looking for that little nudge or a hand here or whatever. And then, so I find fulfillment in helping reduce other people's suffering and just illuminating the light. Cause that's all I can really do. Right? Like I can't do it for you and I don't want to, cause that's going to take away your power. That's why I don't even take the role on as like a healer, right? Like you're the healer. Like I'm just going to shine the light over there and maybe suggest, you know, look what's over there. You can go over that direction. And, um, yeah, so I find fulfillment in that. And, you know, through my journey, I found the breath to be incredibly, incredibly powerful. And we're definitely talk way more about that. Um, but I have had in the moment experiences on the breath that are, are as powerful as some of the most powerful plant medicines or even more powerful than those experiences. And I've experienced great insight and clarity through those and all the way down, going back to that gross and subtle concept into the subtleties of my day to day relationship. And I use that word very uh, specifically relationship with my breath because I feel a deep connection to it, a deep current to it all throughout my day. When I start in the morning and I'm starting my, you know, gratitude practices and sitting with the sun and moving through the day as I find and come about stress and tension, I'm still sitting and moving with the current of the breath and it's helping me, uh, it's leading me into the deeper parts of what is to be discovered there in all those moments. And so I feel great gratitude, honor, to be able to share my experiences with the breath with other people. Mm. And uh, I'm just grateful for this platform with you all and to have, you know, this journey is meant to be collective. Mm. I didn't feel like that at one point in my life, but this journey is way better when it's collective, right? That's how we roll. We're all, we are all the same. Yeah, it <laughs> feels very much as though uh, like that solo journey over the last you know, five years uh, was really incredible, like that lone wolf energy. Um, and But now to be in community and like with, with the tribe, you yeah. know, like the family's coming together and it yeah. feels really unapologetically fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and incredibly safe. Yeah, hell yeah. But feeling like there's nothing that can stop it so not like that recklessness but this confidence of just trust in self and source and this great unfolding of this mystery that we're all a part of having dope motherfuckers like walking beside you being like i got the perimeter <laughs> cool. cool i can weave the magic like i got my crew yeah. you know yeah. and then when it's time to be the space holder so you weave yours it's like i got you yeah yeah it's cool this has been fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, a lot more to come. Um, a lot of topics. We've we've written out a lot of really cool topics just to I touch on. I haven't written shit down. Well, but I wrote them and we talked about them. <laughs> 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 he X'd them off of my list. Man. <laughs> I always bring the notepad. I love it. Yeah, he's ready, I man. don't write that much. I love that it's a proper notepad. Yeah. I got a ton of them. I can yeah, loan you one. Like, cool. <laughs> but... I just want to say one thing yeah. before we wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. To whoever's listening out there, I'm the guy who's 101 in the <laughs> individual healing. Beautiful. I will, I will say this. Over the last three years, I've been on super highs, super lows, and I'm, I'm climbing back up. So I understand the people that are listening to this and are like, what are they talking about individual healing and doing the practice and really feeling everything? So I'm with you guys. Hell yeah. I'm with those people. Beautiful, brother. What an offering though, dude. Right? Oh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Like, Hell yeah. I, I think Troy knows in particular, I've, I've changed a lot in the last few years yeah. as far as not chasing the Joneses as much, yep. keeping yep. life simple. Yes. And figuring out different types of ways to cure anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And personal personal hurt. Yep. Yep. As time goes on, I'll go into it a little bit bigger. Yep. But at this point, this is kind of cool for me. Like I, this is just therapy for me. I just hit record and then and listen. That's <laughs> where I'm at right now. What would you want us to chat about next time? <laughs> oh, where are we gonna start? Yeah. <laughs> well, because you've already talked about the somatic breath work, mm. and I was gonna dig in deep on that as mm. far as things like you're seeing people consistently come in, and you're seeing them change, and I want to know how it affects you. Mm. Like there's little issues like that because obviously it's reflective as the teacher mentor. Mm. Anyway, yeah. we can go a little bit deeper into that when we really get focused in on. Yeah. Because if she gets into astrology. We're going to need a three hour window. <laughs> totally. <laughs> It'd be cool. I mean, maybe, you know, however we end up distributing this, people can even write some stuff that they'd like to hear. Yeah. And, uh, but it'd be cool to even do like a little somatic work with you while we're recording like it doesn't have to be i'm not scared of that work but some cool little somatic stuff cool and uh some some people listening probably don't even know what that means yet and that's yeah. our fault but we'll explain yeah. as we go along and um yeah again everything's just an unfolding so we're letting this unfold as well yeah i yeah. love the dynamic though i like that i can remember when i was like 101 healing <laughs> and i was like 101 yeah. healing like what <laughs> Yeah. What the actual fuck? What are you talking about? You just said chakras. Yeah. What the hell is a yeah. chakra, dude? I, I did it. Oh, that. how come I feel like <laughs> fucking shit? No, it's not even that. It was actually very much the idea that, okay, what do I... I know that there's so much here. But you don't know the end of the path. Paralyzed. You don't know what exactly you're supposed yeah. to get. And for me at that point in the journey, it was I didn't trust myself in anything either because... How could I? I had found myself in countless moments of being in pain. Yeah. So if I can't try, how do I trust myself to see myself through the healing when I somehow found myself in all the pain? So the trust was that first big step for me in really allowing myself to begin to trust me yeah. again. And that Let was go. like the first Let four years. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but yeah. Well, there's nothing else well, to hold on to. What do you mean? Yeah. Let the fuck go. <laughs> like. Yeah, I, feel, I fell I feel in like love I, with the void. I felt like I didn't even know that I was on the journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like <laughs> no one was like, hey, dude, like, go in that direction. Like, I you just, showed up to the festival. You literally You took did. the ayahuasca, yes. but the shaman didn't show up. That's so you're just like, oh, I guess I'm Basically here. it, dude. I was <laughs> like, wow, okay, I felt this way. That was interesting. And this mm. happened. And now, whoa, what is that? I have anxiety? I don't think I have anxiety. I'm like a tough guy. Right. You know, mm. what is this bullshit? And then, like, oh, what's behind that? And I just kept following this journey and then i started hearing things externally mm. about like healing and like what the fuck does it mean to heal dude like i'm just you know i'm just me right? Right. like you know and then realizing like the dots started to connect and i was like oh wow and but what's cool and we'll talk about this before too is i i've been duped before in life like b false ideologies and stuff and so the and i held a lot of like resentment towards that at one point but it created a scenario where now my like, you know, intuition and my my Hawkeyes are very bright and strong at many times because I only want the truth. So if you tell me something about I just said the chakras earlier, I remember hearing that and I mean, like, I got to feel it. Mm -hmm. I got to feel it myself. And then as I sat with my healing, like, holy shit, my solar plexus, yes, it's on fire. Oh, wow, I didn't know there was, like, more nerves in that part of the body than anywhere else. And yeah. so it was an unfolding, right? It was like a parallel process, and I started connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I think Blair and I both very much so strive to always just find that inner truth first. I'm not trying to tell you something that I haven't experienced. Like you said earlier, we're not trying to sell anything. I don't give a fuck. Like, no. Right? Yeah. This is just... No, and that's why this is um, mind. It, it opens up your mind a little bit because it's like, oh, they're not trying very hard. Yeah, we're <laughs> like, the, like curious. There's about a, it's it. just yeah. all. Honestly, it's a lot of eyes out of you guys. It's I mm. feel this is what I took, mm. and that makes it easier to 
Yeah. Um, digest. Digest. Mm-hmm. Maybe embrace practice. In a yeah. practice. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's true for me, right? Like, so yeah. it's, it's really hard for someone to say, like, "Oh, that's not fucking true." Well, it, fair. Like, it's yeah. it's my truth, right? So I get to I get to own that, and you get to own yours. And I think that's what's so brilliant about the free will experience of this journey. Yeah. And also, I think we should do a topic on um, your tongue cat. Why do I keep losing my train of thought? Because like there's so, so much to talk about. It's like it's so good that it's like, no, just keep that for later. Oh, I got the pen out. Thank you. It was going to be about, uh, you were talking a lot about being in the body and the sensations of the body. Yeah, yeah. And how if we've endured a lot of trauma, the yes. last place we want to be is in the body. Yeah. And I think that's what's so beautiful about the breath work yes. is it begins to just shake the body up a bit. That's right. And for me, the only way I was able to journey through the healing in an embodied way was to feel it in yeah. the body. But that was this, the, the least safe I felt was inside of the body. Yeah. I was constantly wanting to just be travel. in the cosmos and yeah. just, yeah, just travel and play up mm-hmm. there. Uh, but when I, when I felt, in the body for the first time again it was like oh. and then it was just getting comfy yeah because it wasn't a comfy spot and now that it's comfy it's like mother now yeah. you're decorating the house <laughs> yes now yes. you like your house and now you're decorating yes. the house exactly how you want it yes uh-huh. throw pillows and all which <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can never have too many of <laughs> well right on you guys beautiful beautiful stuff thank you thank you all thanks for listening thanks for sharing you guys <laughs> And uh, until next time, (laughs) peace.